Hi, my name is Rick Bloodworth. This is the Common Sense Christian Channel, and today we want to talk about what it means to be a patriot during our modern times. I think our best model for patriotism goes back to the founding of this nation, both during the revolutionary times and the times just before that, because we really do have a group of men and women who are absolutely devoted to their country. But before that, most of these men and women were devoted to God and to Christ. And so there was certainly a very clear understanding among patriots of that time that they were responsible to live their lives in a godly fashion. And so this is the foundation, I believe, that our nation was, was uh, built upon. We also have something of a dichotomy between uh, understanding what kind of a country we were. And, and by that, I mean that a lot of people want to say that this was just strictly a Christian nation, and from the idea that it was meant to be a theocracy, well, nothing could be farther from the truth. We, we did not set up a nation, or the founders did not set up the nation uh, to be run by a religious group or by a single religious head. They, While they believed in God and Christ with all their heart, and they were convinced that they answered to them, they certainly were not trying to make a, a theocracy where we were ruled by our religion. And so maybe the best example of that duality of thought was from John Adams. John Adams was certainly one of our great founders, very involved in, in the writing and the signing of our early documents. But in 1797, some 10 years after the Constitution was signed, he was involved with the treaty at, at Trinidad. And that treaty was one that was between the United States and the Muslim nations. And he was pointing out to them because they were afraid that that we might be going after them for religious re re reasons or religion as a pretext for war. And he assured them that the United States government was not founded upon Christian principles. And by that, he was not saying that somehow we were not bound by God or we did not believe in God. He was just pointing out that we were not a nation that was going to use that as a pretext for war. But on the other hand, just a year later, when he was writing a letter to the Massachusetts militia, he wrote this. He said, Our Constitution was made for a moral and religious people. It's wholly inadequate for the government of any other. And by that, he meant that our Constitution, as great as it was, wouldn't work for a non-moral or an immoral, or a non-religious people. It was going to be the glue that held together a Christian people. And it's been very effective when it's been used that way. But when it's been misused, as we see during our modern times, where it seems like immorality is the standard, and that there seems to be a desire for a divorce between God and America, we can see how our Constitution just doesn't work. Our Constitution seems to have become a plaything of, of politically powerful to try and make it say anything that they want it to say and get away with anything they want to get away with. And that's why the Constitution doesn't work for an immoral or irreligious people. It's only good for those who are bound by the morality of God and who understand that. But again, our nation was not meant to be a theocracy where somehow we'd have a religious ruler who would be passing down edicts that would decide whether the nation went to war or not or made any other decision for that matter. So 
This idea of patriotism, where they felt like they were bound by God, but they also had a, a very strong love for their country, really did work for a lot of years. When Alexis de Tocqueville came to America about 1830, he and another man were coming to study the prison systems in America because at that time they were quite enlightened compared to the rest of the world. But what uh, Alexis de Tocqueville found when he came to America was a nation that was great. And so he wanted to find out what made America great. Was it the fertile fields? Was it its location to water and to all the different types of rich soil that we had? And, and he determined that it wasn't. He also determined that it wasn't because of our great industry or our large cities. Instead, he said, it wasn't until he went into the churches of America and he heard their pulpits flaming with, righteous, with righteousness that he realized the source of America's greatness. And he, and he said this, America is great because America is good. But should America ever cease to be good, they will cease to be great. Well, it was very evident from those on the outside as well as those on the inside that we were a nation that felt an absolute obligation to be obedient to God and to Christ. And even though that we did not try and make this some sort of, of a church-run nation, it was certainly a nation of religious people, and that's how our Constitution worked best. Well, now you fast forward to where we are today. It seems like there is an absolute hatred towards religion among large segments of our population, especially when you look at things like the mass media, when you look at our college campuses, when you look at so many of our politicians, there seems to just be a disdain for religion. Now, our politicians may give it lip service when it's convenient to do so, but when you see the way they live, when you see the laws that they pass, you have to question whether or not they really are sincere in their so-called allegiance towards God and towards Christ. So what about being a patriot during our time today, and, and what does that require? One of uh, the earliest patriots of American history was Paul Revere. Uh, he and th two others uh, went on a, a horse ride through the cities trying to warn people that the British were coming. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow immortalized Paul Revere in that ride. It starts off, you'll remember, uh, if you learned this when you were a kid, where it said, listen, my children, and you will hear of the midnight ride of Paul Revere. Well, there were others with him as well, and there were certainly others involved in that warning. But what was that warning? One of the things that they were doing when the British came into Boston and started leaving Boston across the, the waters to try and get to Concord was they put two lanterns up in the old North Church in Boston. If you recall the, the famous saying, one if by land and two if by sea, Paul Revere and those that were with him first went across the water and then they rode their horses to where Sam Adams and John Hancock were at Lexington. They were planning on going to Concord, but they actually got stopped before that point by British soldiers. So the danger to them was quite, quite real. But one of the things that we think about when we think about our patriots is the fact that they were courageous enough to risk their lives to give the warning. In this case, the British are coming. The British are coming. 
Well, this has always been something that has, has made men uh, remarkable before God. In Ezekiel chapter 3, starting in verse 17, where God is giving the prophet Ezekiel his commission, he tells him this, Son of man, I've made you a watchman for the house of Israel, so hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. When I say to a wicked man, you will surely die, and you do not warn him or speak out to dissuade him from his evil ways in order to save his life, that wicked man will die for his sin, and I will hold you accountable for his blood. But if you do warn the wicked man, and he does not turn from his wickedness or his evil ways, he will die for his sins, but you will have saved yourself. Again, when a righteous man turns from his righteousness and does evil, and I put a stumbling block before him, he will die. Since you did not warn him, he will die for his sin. The righteous things he did will not be remembered, and I will hold you accountable for his blood. But if you warn the righteous man not to sin, and he does not sin, he will surely live because he took warning, and you will have saved yourself. Well, I think we can understand this in the religious realm, how important it is for us to, to give people warning when they're getting so far away from God that they're in danger of being lost. But do we see it in our nation? And, and do we even feel the sense of a need for giving people warning today? Or, or does being a patriot during our modern times seem a little bit corny to you? When this nation was founded, patriots took that patriotism very seriously. They took their love for God and country absolutely seriously, and they did everything they could, even if their lives were at risk, to warn their fellow men of the dangers that, that were abundantly around them. And we need to be doing the same. You look at our nation today and you think about all the, all the different things that we have gotten involved with. And while we may be willing to whine and complain privately to ourselves. Do we have enough sense of love for God and, and country, our fellow men, to where we'll give them the warning? I think about some of the prominent sins that America is involved with and has been involved with for a number of years now. In 1973, we just absolutely abandoned all the godly principles we'd had for 200 years, and we decided, or at least our Supreme Court decided, and our, our political people backed them up in this, that now it was okay to have an abortion. And so what had been sacred to us before that time, protecting the most innocent among us, became something that was legal to do away with their lives. And, and very few people are comfortable saying, this is wrong. It's interesting because those who want to continue in this sin are very vocal about it, and they're very, very quick to talk about how, how they want this privilege in their lives to be able to take the life of their unborn babies at any time because, after all, it's their body and they should be able to do what they want with it. But again, I believe patriots will issue the warning, this is wrong, and it will also come with a cost if we're not careful. In 2 Kings chapter 24, when Jerusalem had finally fallen to Babylon and they absolutely raised that town with the temple of God to the ground, 
And, and the, the one who's writing this in 2 Kings chapter 24 says this, Surely these things happened because of the sins that Manasseh, their king, had caused the people to commit, including the shedding of innocent blood, which the Lord was unwilling to forgive. Well, what was this shedding of innocent blood? Well, all through the, the nation, certainly, they were practicing idol worship, and part of that idol worship included human sacrifice to where they would shed the innocent blood of their babies and their infants. Just outside of Jerusalem was a valley of, of the sons of Hinnom. In the, in the Greek, it's called Gehenna, and that was the word that Jesus used for hell. When he described hell, he used the word Gehenna. And what was this Gehenna? What was this valley of the sons of Hinnom? Well, this valley was also called the Valley of Tophet or the Valley of the Drum. And this was the place where they were literally sacrificing their babies to idols. There was one idol called Molech that, that was a bronze idol that had a hollowed out belly and they would build a fire within that belly and the arms came out like this. And what they would do is they would beat the drums while they were rolling their children down the arms into that fire. The drums would drown out the screams of the children as they were murdered. Well, there came a point where God was no longer going to take that anymore, nor was he going to allow that sin go without punishment. He had sent prophets over and over to warn them, if you don't stop this, there's going to be a punishment. But the people didn't heed the warning. Well, those were the patriots of their time. Where are the patriots of today who are warning people, you, you can't do this? We need to value the lives of the most innocent among us. And if we don't, there could be a very terrible penalty for that someday. Well, there are other things that we are doing in our society today. Our national debt is over $34 trillion right now. That's money that's going to have to be paid back someday by our children, by our grandchildren. That's over $100,000 per person for our population of America, well over $200,000 for every tax-paying American. How can that be paid back? And we act as if it's, if, if it's not a big deal, but it's such an, a gross irresponsibility and negligence that we are literally dooming our children and our grandchildren to an enslavement to debt. Good people shouldn't be doing that. And patriots should be raising their voice in warning. We look at things like our open borders right now and, and all the fine-sounding arguments that they have for that. Well, we need to be a, a welcoming nation. We're a, we're a nation of, of immigrants, and we need, to, we need to be compassionate towards our fellow people who are escaping injustice from, from their nations. And sure enough, all these are, are excellent points, but it doesn't speak to the problem that we have today about people coming over in an illegal fashion, many of whom are terrorists and criminals, many of whom have done atrocious acts, everything from, from not just stealing, but rape and, and murder. And it's because our, our borders are just wide open. And our federal government is doing everything they can to tear down the walls and tear down the fences so this can continue. Well, this is un-American. This is, this is not a, a Christian act. 
to allow people to just come in and do whatever they want to do. We do need to have compassion towards others, but we have laws and we have rules. And when our politicians stop following those laws and rules, we're in trouble. And patriots need to be sounding the alarm. Well, you could, you could go on and on to some of the different problems that we have in America, but I, th I think you see the point. We, we have some, some things that have to be stopped, some practices that are just downright sinful in many, in many aspects. I think of, of the, the absolute flood of pornography that we have in America today. It's hard to turn on your computer without some unbidden picture popping up as you're searching ESPN or Fox News or whatever, CNN or whatever it is you're looking at. There's always different things that, that come up. We've become so obsessed with sex that we're inventing new genders and we're saying that a boy can be a girl and a girl can be a boy and we're not stopping there, but we're forcing our schools, many of our schools are being forced to come into compliance with that, where they're allowing young men to go into the bathrooms with young ladies or go into the locker room with young ladies. Where are the men and women who will stand and say, this is not right? Where are the patriots who will issue the warning that we have to stop these types of practices? It's not because we hate people who think differently than us, but it's because we have an obligation to protect the innocent. And our nation seems to be just more and more protecting those who are perverse, those who are scandalous, those who are guilty. And we've got to stop doing that. That's what it's going to require patriotism. But a patriot is going to have to have an allegiance to God and to Christ before they can ever do much, much good for their country. Because we need some type of, of a moral tie, some type of, uh, of an anchor for our soul. We need a, a basis of our morality that doesn't just come from popular opinion or political correctness. We need a basis of morality that does not change, a standard that's only found within the Bible. And for people who are ruled by that, for moral and religious people, those are the ones that will be the patriots. Those will be the ones who can use the Constitution that was given to this nation that made this nation great. Obviously, it was, it was God who helped us every step of the way. It's God who's the source of our blessings. But we've had a lot of things that, that have added to those blessings, and the Constitution is one of them. We can't give it up. Patriots need to have a love for God and a love for country in that order. And then they need to have enough love for their fellow men to stand up and give the warning. This is dangerous. It's catastrophic. It's going to end in our demise if we don't stop it. The question that I really want to leave with you today is where will the patriots of this time come from? Because if they don't come from somewhere, this nation will be doomed. I don't believe it's going to be. I believe there is enough righteous people left to take righteous stands in good ways. But we've got to start doing that. We've got to be patriots. We've got to have first a love for God and then a love for country. And then we've got to get to work. And part of that work is being willing to issue the warning. And once we start doing that, I believe we can start turning our nation around person by person, community by community, until finally it ripples out to the whole nation. We can do it with God's help, but we need to be doing it. 
Well, something to think about today. I thought I would I would share that with you. Let me know what you think on this. Just put your comments down. You don't have to agree with me. I may be wrong on something. And if I am, I certainly want to know about that. But, but please leave any comments you have. If this helps, subscribe to the channel and encourage others to do so. That'll help the channel get out to more and more people. But until next time, I appreciate your listening today, and we'll see you next time.